Hello, and welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast, episode one hundred and seventy-two. One hundred and seventy-two. Any mm. interesting facts about one hundred and seventy-two, guys? I don't have an interesting fact about one hundred and seventy-two. However, I do have an interesting fact about well, some interesting facts about the uh, the location of this week's beer. But first, I'll let you introduce the brewery and the beer, and then I'll oh. go on my little rant about uh, uh, the <laughs> the location. So, so th- this is a a location close to Gaz's heart. Um, yeah, it's next to the kidney. This is a vocation brewery who are based in Hebden Bridge, specifically Cragvale and Hebden Bridge. Cragvale, good walking actually, <laughs> uh, incidentally. Um, and as might now be revealed, somewhere close to where Gaz is from. Oh yeah, by the way, Steve's not here. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, do you want to talk about the Hebden yeah, Bridge first well, and we'll talk about the brewery yeah, in a minute? Oh, I, I want to talk about Hebden Bridge. Uh, so we, I got my, uh, my daily, well, sorry, my daily, my weekly uh, <laughs> spiel for, from Beer Bods about uh, this week's brewery and the beer. And uh, it, j- it just so happened to be like going through a fact in there. Apparently Hebden Bridge is the fourth quirkiest place in the world. Now, this may have made me raise an eyebrow or two. And I've got substantial eyebrows, so, you know, that's no mean feat. Um... Quirky's hard to define. Quirky depends how you define quirky. Because yeah. like, like if by quirky you mean uh, an area that's quite liberal in its thinking, um, you know, is has very open mind about issues such as race and gender and sexuality and uh, well, um, illicit substances, um, then yeah, it's a quirky place. But you know, <laughs> it's. It's a really nice place to live. It's very desirable now as well. Um, but quirky? Um, I mean, when I think quirky... I, I think you've got more negative connotations of quirky than I have. I think no. quirky sounds quite a nice thing. No, you, see, you, say quir- like you say quirky to me, I think, like, you know, crazy. You know, the sort of place that, you know, come and visit us, we've got the world's largest non-stick frying pan. That's quirky. Uh, come and visit. Come and visit us. We've got the ah. world's largest ball of twine. You the know. non-stick frying pan is definitely the one I'm sticking with. Um, I'm off to see that. But you know, like I, I'm not sure if I. I mean, I'm sure the person that's quantified it as quirky isn't Gordon. But I just saw that and I thought, really? I mean, it's a it's a really nice place, and there are some interesting folk that live there. But I wouldn't say quirky. I mean. Yeah, it's a, a, a brief history. A brief, brief history of Hebden Bridge. Um, so, Hebden Bridge. Um, a lot of the industry closed down. The mills and the factories closed down. That were uh, there in the middle of the twentieth century. And as a result, a lot of the people that lived there had to uproot, take their families with them, and the place was essentially abandoned, uh, apart from a few people that hung on. Um, as a result, property became very, very cheap there. Um, also, it was a conveniently located place for a lot of people to relocate to because it was a little out of the way. You're relatively close to some major urban centres, but you're far enough away that you're not going to cause any bother. And it became very popular with the uh, the gay community, um, specifically couples that were wanting to, you know... Cohabit. Cohabit and not be judged. And this is, a, this is at a time when homosexuality had only just been legalised in the UK. So as a result, it has one of the largest... Uh, well, it had one of the largest populations as a percentage of uh, the um, 
overall population. Yeah, overall population uh, of gay couples. Um, so you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, since then, it's become a bit of a haven for um, your bohemian types. Other people looking crap. looking for somewhere kind of somewhere, out of the way that's not going to get judged well, yes, about. Somewhere inclusive, yeah, uh, where you're not going to be judged. People have an open mind to these things, and. Don't get me wrong, the open mind sometimes <laughs> is uh, aided by certain herbal remedies. Um, there's a fair bit of that going around. Uh, a lad that I uh, used to hang around with when I was uh, a kid, his dad was the mayor of Hebden Bridge, and he may have smoked a little bit. Um, but, you know, that's just the sort of place it is. Um, so, yeah, quirky. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere I'd, I don't think I'd ever heard of until... I became a beer bod subscriber. Mm-hmm. It, I think the first mention of it I had said was um, when in the the weekend starts beer and, and one oh, of the early ones I mentioned yeah, was the, the Hebden Trousers Company who I've now bought a pair of trousers from. Oh, you actually got them? Yeah, yeah. I haven't had the first go them yet but yes, some there. Some, yeah, and it's, it's nice to see something like a place like that where it's kind of embracing not just um, beer but other types of things I was not surprised to discover they've got a craft brewery there now yeah well they've got more than one we had mm. the Little Valley Brewery as well didn't we we did yeah um, although yeah. Steve wasn't very complimentary of their beer if I recall no, well, the ginger uh, beer was not one of our favourites um, um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those places if you, if you were to compare it to anywhere I, I, it kind of has the feel of like the, the counterculture that you got in the United States in like the 60s and 70s okay. it's got that that sort of vibe to it but not you know less surfboards and camper wagons <laughs> uh, or camper vans um, you know um, well let, let's talk about the brewery then, anyway yeah, there, there, yeah. there so, you go no, no fact about 172 but uh, spiel on uh, <laughs> Hebden Bridge and why you should move there <laughs> yes um, so the brewery vocation it was founded in 2015 by John Hickling and um, John has founded another brewery that we know he founded the Blue Monkey Brewery in Nottingham Okay. So he sold that. Um, we found that in the Blue Monkey in 2008. And he's actually local. Wait a second, I'm going to get Gary to pronounce where he's from because I'm not going to risk that one. Local to the oh, Hebdenstall. Hebdenstall, there we are. Um, yeah, again, good walking. So he's from there originally. And in 2015, he decided to set up his own, well, a, sec- a new brewery there. Rather, Sold the Blue Monkey one and opened up Vocation. Um, this is not my first vocation beer. We've, we're on life and death. This, not that sound ominous at all. Um, yeah, this is life gonna, and death IPA. <laughs> um, this is not my first one from them, but I haven't had this one before. Let's talk about branding for a second, because they do can. I think they can all their beers rather than bottling. I, I believe you're right, actually. Um, yeah. um, and I think the branding looks great. I think it's fantastic, to be quite honest. Uh, it's it's got that look of a uh, like a, a late eighties metal album about it with the artwork. Yeah, you've got the uh, the religious iconography with the cross. You know the snakes, the Grim Reaper. Uh, you know the the evil eye looking over everyone sort of uh, ominously. And if I haven't given you a huge amount of spiel on the on the the brewery as a reason, I went looking for interviews or you know that kind of thing with them and quite often you can find interviews with brewers mm. being relatively new brewery I didn't actually find uh, much beyond from some stuff from the local paper but I found a lot of stuff about their branding lots of people interviewing um, 
I think it's uh, Robot Food who'd come up with the, the branding. Okay. Um, talking about that, and yeah. Positively, I, I assume? Yeah, I mean, positively, and it's very striking branding. Um, the one thing I will say is there's a couple of very recurring words. Uncompromising and distinctive. Right, so we talk about both the beer and the branding, therefore, to go with the beer. This is my, this is my third one from them. Um, uh, let's have a quick rundown of their, their core range, because I think this should yeah. be quite telling about what their style is. So they've got Bread and Butter, which is a pale. Heart and Soul, which is a session IPA. Pride and Joy is an American pale ale. Um, Chop and Change is their single hot pale ale. Life and Death is their IPA. Uh, oh, and they've got Divide and Conquer, which is a black IPA. So there's one dark beer in there. They're all hoppy. Um, I guess this is the third one. Um, and they kind of they present themselves very much as this is a new, exciting, challenging beer. They're not going to be for everybody. They're distinctive. They're bold. And I kind of think, you know what? They're all pale ales. They're all American hops. I can get that that's different to some of the stuff that you see around, a lot of traditional, but at the same time, within the market now, you're in the same county as Magic Rock, mm -hmm. as Roosters, Great Heck, um, Bad Seed. You know, you can keep naming great Yorkshire breweries for yeah, a long time. You say that, though. Malinson's. Um, don't and, wrong, but, like, you consider the concentration, like... Um, so how many breweries have we seen pop up? It seems like almost every other week. Oh, another beer from a, a brewery in London. Um, mm. Like you consider yeah. how many uh, uh, craft breweries there are uh, within the Greater London area. So it could be, in, oh yeah, say the M25. Yeah, yeah. So eight, eight yard we're on to now. I think. Yeah. Then you look at the uh, the number of craft breweries that you've got in Yorkshire, but look at the size of the place. Like okay. there's a lot. There's a lot of room for. I I don't disagree. And if this was around you know, where we are in the Midlands, I would be saying, yeah, you know, you're right, you're really doing something different to what else is in, in the local area. Mm. But if you're in a, a pub in, in Hebden Bridge or in Huddersfield or Halifax or, or somewhere like that, is this the kind of thing that you're, you haven't seen from a local brewer? Well, you say this, like, a, a lot of the beer drinking scene, though, back home is still very traditional. A lot, a lot of pubs, you go in and it's just, you know... Uh, pale blonde sessionable bitter yeah. pale blonde sessionable bitter you know low, okay, a, yeah. low ABV and that's what a lot of people still drink um, it's it, it's very there are great pubs and there are great breweries but you've probably only got a handful uh, maybe even a couple in most of your major towns yeah, and cities okay. that I would actually say you could go to and enjoy this kind of beer. Most of the places you go, the, the average standard is higher. I yeah, would say, but, okay. than, uh, in the Say, for instance, in the, the West Midlands where we are. Um, but still, like to, to, to happen to stumble into a pub while you're out walking in the, in the dales and come across this, you know, it's not going to happen. Uh, no, but like... <laughs> okay, so we're drinking what's now definitely a distinctly American IPA... Mm. In style, it's um, it's it's bold, aggressive, <laughs> uncompromising, <laughs> um, very. But yeah, you know, it's, it's it's very big and hoppy, which is what we've come. Very to hoppy, expect. very caramelly. Um, I think I think the it's it's very easy to become 
almost like numb to this style uh, after a while you know you well, see it's just like oh another big session you know another yeah. big hot monster and it, it's you've got to remember like this you know even five years ago would have been like bloody hell no I, uh, <laughs> I I do agree but when you're seeing something like that in a bottle shop and yes I mean it's in Tesco's as well mm. It's in the supermarket, so it, but if you put that again, like look at what else is in the supermarkets. You've got things like punk, you've got things like um, hard knot, and you know American things like like Torpe- Sierra Nevada torpedo. You know, is this really that much of a departure from what else you've you might see? I'm not saying it isn't of a style that is different to the majority. I question pushing yourself, you know. As stuff is uncompromising and bold and out there, when it's pale and hoppy, well, it's nice. I'm 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 not objecting to that, but I get, again, I wonder if it's over talking it a bit. I'm, like for me, it over promises. Yeah, I'm I'm making the point though. I mean, given their their location, it's not safe. They could have played safe, and they'd probably done all right. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it's very different to your traditional Yorkshire bitter, which is. Still, massively consumed. Yeah. Uh, so. So interesting. This is. There's another interesting thing about this brewery is that within a year and a, a bit of starting, they are in supermarkets. Which is there's not many breweries that would a get snapped up that quickly and b would be able would would be able to deal with that kind of capacity, which is an interesting. In, one. Unless you do, unless you're doing something along the lines of what. Uh, the uh, the grand old daddy now, which it seems weird to set a call on that because you know, craft beer industry is still fairly underdeveloped. Mm. But like Brewdog, I mean, that was pretty much how they funded their uh, their brewery, wasn't it? They pitched to Tesco, got their beer in there, and then we're like, yeah, right, okay, we'll figure out the logistics of sorting actually getting but, the, that capacity. Uh, now we've got the contract. So, and I, I wonder with these guys, but again, in some ways it makes sense. Like they've got very striking cans. Like you can see how, where a supermarket wants that on the shelf. Yeah. And you can also see, like, with, with him having come from another brewery, if anybody's going to be able to jump in that quickly into supplying a supermarket, it's somebody like that who comes with that background of experience and understanding what you need to do to be able to achieve that. Mm. I, I guess most small breweries start up still learning lots of other lessons that will make it really difficult to, yeah. to do that early on. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a, 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 a big step considering the age of the brewery. But like you say, it, it, this, the guy sounds like he's a very experienced brewer and he knows the industry. So, you know, it's perhaps something he's done with an eye to from day one. I mean, yeah. if they're canning everything, um, obviously there's been some investment yeah, uh, there. Sure. I mean, it's not cheap to put in even a basic canning line. No, so. no, no. And, and yeah, this is something that was, they were pretty early on in that as well. Um, so let's let's talk about the beer for a minute. Mm. This this may be a very long podcast. Uh, mm. <laughs> what we raised the to Yorkshire. Uh, well, yeah, the beer happens to be from my neck of the woods as well. <laughs> I'm going to wax lyrical because, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I've got. Uh, it, it, I feel I'm split about the beer a little bit here. On one hand, like, this is definitely American IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really delivers in comparison to... like It's got that caramel that I've become to associating with American brewed 
IPAs. They do like to use the crystal malt very generously. Um, and it's, it's definitely got plenty of that. It's hopped pretty generously. There's enough yeah. bitterness there. I mean, yeah. I'm very comfortable with that. That's all that's a light, uh, fine. Um, I'm not super keen on that American style with all the caramel, but yeah, it is to style at the same yeah. time. Um, however, it's, it shares something with all the other, the other two ones that I've had from them, um, which is the heart and soul and the pride and joy. I don't know, it feels a little thin. The finish, I think, just it's just so... Really? It's, yeah, like there's that caramel at the start, but then the finish just kind of go, drops off. It's really fast finishing. There's no kind of lingering. I just find the body a little lacking chewiness. Well, I've got to be honest. I, I didn't. I didn't particularly find that myself. It's it's lingering on the palate, but it's not cloying. The, the oh, hops that, are, but the, I just find like that there's no the malts don't last at all. Mm. Like, like I, I, I don't know. I'm enjoying the beer. It's it delivers on what it's uh, saying uh, on the on the back of the can. Uh, certainly, as with a lot of these big hoppy beers, though, I wouldn't want to have more than one. Mm. Like, I wouldn't want to sit down and have two or three of these. Not in succession. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to have another one again. It's a nice beer, and I'd happily have one if I uh, came across it elsewhere but it's not the sort of beer that I sit down and think oh, I'll, have, I'll have three or four of these tonight that's not yeah. all, not, it, I think that's just I think that's just um, I think that with IPAs in general like, I de- they're not a go to yeah. uh, beer for well, they're certainly like session for me something so. where I like to build up like, I, I'd love to have something like a pale ale first you know I, I, there's a reason I will tend to go for something like a Malinson's first first in the pub because it's that nice it builds and if you start with this like everything else gets a little bit lost afterwards mm. um, yeah I, I, I like it but and I, I know lots of other people I know who I, whose opinions I really respect in, in beer, are, are big fans of this brewery uh, I can see why I can definitely see why but and I'm not saying I'm not saying I dislike the brewery at all I, I really enjoyed this beer it's, it's, it's starting to sound like a, we're, we're being all negative rolling no but, you're, you're being positive beat, we're beating on that. Like for me it, it just feels like one of those ones that over promises and delivers a little it's fine it, it, but it's not a beer I would go back to I'm not that disappointed but it certainly doesn't stand up to what I would consider good IPAs that I've had from other other breweries. Oh, well, I, I, I think that's a bit harsh myself. I think it stacks up as a as a good IPA, personally, and that's not just my uh, my geographical bias. I I think, especially when you consider how critical we were of the last beer that came out of Edinburgh as well. Oh yeah, uh, no, it, it's a, a big step forward. Um, um, but th- that aside, um, like I think these, I think this holds its own against. Dare I say the likes of Magic Rock? Oh no, not a, a torch for me. Really? No. Well, I, you see, I'm I'm talking with uh, some fairly recent experience because <laughs> I spent the weekend at Magic Rock for the uh, Rainbow Project launch and was drinking a lot of their beers. They were very very tasty, and like I could, I could 
I wouldn't. I'm not saying it's as good as things like Cannonball, but it's a decent enough bit. It's, it, I, I, you know, I, are you saying I, if I have one, do I go? I'm not going to finish that. No, it's fine. But it's certainly not a brewery that makes you go. Oh, I want to have another. I'll try more from them. Put it, put it this way: like there are a lot of breweries out there that exist on a reputation, which I think, and you probably agree on a number of these, yeah. without naming names, that they don't deserve. Yeah, there are a lot of breweries in the in the in the craft industry that have this this amazing reputation, and you ch- I. I always, some yeah, underwhelming yeah, beers. You will, I always yeah. want to give them a chance. It's just because like, everyone says, oh, they, they do a really good job. And every time I try their beers, they're underwhelming. Like, this is a brewery, as far as I'm aware, that aren't courting that kind of reputation. Well, they're just putting the beer out there. And it depends what you mean. Like, lots of the breweries don't necessarily call it. Sometimes they get overhyped on their, so, on their own. And, and I, these guys have got a lot of people, I've heard a lot of like positive, oh, you've got to try vocation they're really amazing it's got to try stuff for them and it's okay but I always end up feeling for me it's an okay rather than a wow that's delicious um, I, th- I think Steve would love that he probably would I think Steve would be sitting here right now telling you you're an idiot and like throwing like a nine or a nine and a half out there for he probably would that's yeah. how do we work how do we work this as far as we've got, get, we've got to get that top off there's come no, on there's no we we'll work on the ring pull oh you work on the ring pull yeah the ring pull format I, I, a bit I, don't, of I don't think I've, I've have I done a can oh no I did the four, I did the four pure can yeah. I don't remember us ring, ring, pure, uh, ring pull is a little less uh, impactful than the bottle cap but never mind uh, you just need to put your back into it I think you're ready with uh, your good you're scoring here aren't you yeah no I think we could go back and forth on this one because I think there there is some disagreement here Yes, um, which is unusual because normally you and Steve disagree all the time, but me and you normally mm. are fairly well calibrated. So um, <laughs> it's all that beef drinking together that does it. Yeah, and plus I, I, I can't be arsed once I, I argue <laughs> once I've had a few, so it's just like um, I'll just let him win. Um, yeah, no, I I like I like the branding. I like what I've seen of the ethos of the brewery. Um, it's a tasty beer. I happily have more of them. Uh, so, on that basis alone, I'm going to give this an 8. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm less positive. I'm not upset by the beer. It's fine. It, it's sufficient. Um, I think it kind of overpromises. And maybe that's my own fault, you know? In some ways... I had heard lots of people talking really positively about them before I tried any of their beers, and I had high expectations going in. Yeah, and th- don't get me wrong, don't believe the hype is a good attitude to have when it comes to anything. <laughs> but um, having had a few now, they're not a brewery that I find myself probably going to the effort of trying more from. Um, I guess with a li- if there was less selection, I happened to see them in a pub and it was a, a more kind of traditional selection, I would certainly go for them. I would be interested to try their um, their stuff on on bar because I've only ever had it in can and that that I get think particularly with my my feelings about like this a bit light in body. I, I would, think that makes yeah. a big difference. I think I, w- I would like to try the lightest and the darkest end of the range just to get a more rounded idea mm. of um, what they're uh, yeah. what they can do. Uh, but that said then I'm going to go with a 7. It's it's solid. It's it's good. It's not 
light my world up. It's not exciting me, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. Dead still. It's a, it's a, it's a it's good... Solid. It's a solid good score, you know, it's not... Yeah. The way you were talking, I thought you were going to slate it. No, like... I, I, People have asked me about the scoring system before, and I've kind of settled in this thing, like, eight is I buy it again. And I, I, I've had bit, brewery, any brewery that I buy again, is, if the beer's that kind of good, it's probably going, it's got to be an eight. Below that is definitely in that territory of it's good, but there are lots of other good beers out there. Again, I suppose Particularly it, today, like these days, we are spoiled with how much good beer there is. I was is. just about to say, I think the, the, the issue is, isn't it, because the way the craft scene in the UK has exploded, we have become spoiled for choice. Yeah. In yeah. many respects. And that goes back to the point I was making, though, about there are a lot of breweries out there, because we are spoiled for choice, that are existing on a reputation that I don't think is just. And like a, a yeah. beer like this, I think absolutely demolishes some of these, these breweries that have got these amazing reputations. So I, I, I disagree on that. One, I think but there we are. Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> anyway, given that we are currently standing at twenty-five minutes Ooh, wow. on this, oh, we're um, not longest ever. We better we, wrap we this should, up. Quickly. Yeah, we should wrap this up and continue this debate uh, off mm. air. So, um, if you don't see or hear anything from Roland uh, afterwards, you know it's gone bad. I said something about Yorkshire. I'm sorry. Whatever it was, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Steve was perpetuating a myth that you were dead. So you know, <laughs> let's just uh, yeah. <laughs> Drink up and shut up. Yeah. We are done. done. <laughs>